The Bible is not for the lost person. In the first five years I spent preaching at the homeless shelter, I wore myself out preaching through the New Testament. Luke, Acts, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Philemon, Hebrews, James, and then I went back to Romans and I got halfway through Romans and I noticed that nobody cared. Nobody was paying attention. Nobody caught the gravity of what I was preaching about. The people I was preaching to were rough people of the streets, and I thought I was giving them the words of life, but they weren't listening. I thought about all the things I'd been preaching over, and I realized that I was teaching them about following Jesus, but they hadn't even taken the first step. The Bible isn't for the unsaved person. That sounds like such a harsh statement, but it's true. What good is teaching about living the Christian life when they aren't Christians? What good is it teaching about life within the church if they aren't part of the church? What good is teaching about the steps in following Jesus if they refuse to take the first step? Have you ever needed to go down to the basement and the light was out and you missed the first step? When you miss the first step, all the other steps are just one disaster after another. If the majority of the Bible is only for true followers of Jesus, then what should we preach? Well, there's really only two things left at this point that we could teach. Either we teach legalism and teach that the Bible is a guide to clean up their lives, which assumes that they actually have the ability to clean up their lives, or we teach about God's grace, which is the central theme of the good news of the gospel of Jesus. I get that the majority of the people who come to us just want what we can give them as far as food, clothing, and shelter. I freely admit that it's rare that somebody asks a question about the sermon or about salvation, but their response is not my responsibility. Somewhere in God's sovereign plan, He has made a place for us to scatter the good seed of the gospel, and He has made a place for people to respond to His offer of peace. But nowhere in His sovereignty has He made this totally understandable to this humble preacher. We know that God calls those who He foreknew or predestined salvation, but I don't know who He is predestined. There's no way to determine this. I'm not responsible for God's ordination, but I am responsible for God's universal call to all men. Romans chapter 10 starting in verse 5 says, For Moses wrote about the righteousness that's based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend to heaven? that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him who they've not believed? And how are they to believe of him who have they not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they're sent? 
As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Why did God choose me to be an ambassador for him, or a royal priest, or his child? I don't know, but I'm grateful. I didn't deserve any of what God has entrusted in me, but I know that it was freely given to me and I would be a stingy steward of this free gift if I decided not to try to give it out as often as I could to others. I'm a simple man. Educated, yes, but I have to remain simple for a reason. There are more opportunities to share God's grace with those who are simple than those who have elevated themselves, believing themselves to be too sophisticated for God's mercy, too wealthy to have a care for their eternal souls, and too enlightened to believe that they're a sinner. Give me a poor lost soul who has no resources to save himself any day, and the word of the Lord will again be on my lips, telling others of his greatness and his love, mercy, and grace that he has made available to us through the sacrifice of his son, how from the moment of our rebellion against him, a plan was already in place to redeem us. If you want to know more about this plan of peace that God has for people like me and you, then go to our website and click on that button about salvation and we'll go through how you can know you can be saved today. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.